Ian Warwick, welcome by on Orchard Radio 1. Alison Keaton, Ray O'Neill, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you two? Great. Yeah. Um, so, Alison, you're a psychologist. Ray, you're a psychoanalyst. Because sometimes, you know, people need to be reminded, <laughs> listeners, whatever. Uh, and you're here to give uh, advice on relationships. Um, we've, we've three good ones, so we won't delay any further. Um, hello, Ray and Alison. I took early retirement last year and my husband is due to retire this year. Uh, I'm quite an independent person and since retirement have been learning to play the piano, joined a local yoga group. I tried to have a self-care day every two weeks where I'll go and do something different. My husband has been working at home for a couple of years now and we have had the discussion that I need to insist he goes to the office at least one day per week. He doesn't have a group of friends uh, that he goes out with. He's not a member of any clubs. He leans heavily on me when he wants to do something. He would never go out for a pint on his own. So my worry is when he retires that I won't have any personal space, which I really need. I need to have time when he goes out and does his own thing and I can have some personal time. I anticipate that this may cause some issues. Would welcome your advice. Alison. It's, it's, it's great that, that, you know, this woman has been thinking about this. Hmm. It is because it's something that we're all going to experience and something we definitely need to plan for. Um... I hear what the lady is saying. I suppose I have a concern about the relationship. Um, and, you know, in planning for your retirement, have you planned and put in time for how the relationship has been? Because I, I hear the need for needing her own space, but do they want to do anything together? Oh, or does she want, or does she like him? No, I, I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah, right. Like, but you know, like a lot of people... That's a big question. Yeah. yeah uh, so... In, in in answering, you know, your your need for space, I suppose, how much space do you actually need? Um, I do think it's a massive transition, but she has had like a year where she's been, you know, doing lots of things, opening herself up and she she's worried that he's going to lean on her. And I understand that, too. Mm. Um, but it, I suppose it's 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 not something that's within her control. And where does that leave the relationship? I suppose I'm throwing a, a clanger in here, but the truth is like retirement can bring a lot to light. Um, when the normal routine of life goes and I'm just wondering what's going on in the relationship have they ever spoken with anybody you know what is it about this that's actually really making her feel uncomfortable yeah yeah so so there's two things well numerous things going on there but one of the big things is that that he seems to be dependent on his work and his circle of work colleagues yes uh, and her yeah, there there is two things, and, and if one goes, then she is the soul. And that could be suffocating. Yes, you know, and I I understand that, but I would I I'm questioning genuinely, what's the health of the relationship like, um, what's actually needed, what does she want, do you yeah. know? Um, I I actually get a real sense of suffocation here, okay. and and it's quite worrying for the her. Other, and the other thing is that like retirement is a big deal. Oh, it's a huge deal. Yeah. I just had a lovely conversation with a beautiful woman upstairs about retirement and the importance of planning for retirement. Because sometimes it just feels like a finishing line and we cross it and all too often men particularly collapse. Because men haven't nurtured the kind of relationships. So this story is not a, um, an uncommon mm. story. I suppose I wonder about old dogs and teaching them new tricks. Mm. And you got to get them to buy into it. So the line that stood out for me was that we had the discussion where uh, that I need to insist he goes to the office. If you're <laughs> insisting on something, that's not a discussion. <laughs> but 
God bless Irish women. Sometimes these things Careful, happen. Ray. Careful. That was a generalisation. Well, I, I, I came from a gorgeous one myself and I will always be in her debt. Um, I just think it's important, like Alison says, there's they have not prepared their relationship for mm. retirement. Yeah. So she's prepared for her retirement into, and I really love the things that yep. she's take on. Life begins every day that we wake up if we want it to. He has not prepared and they have not prepared together. Yeah. And so it's it's really about calling him out and just saying, look, I'm doing all these things. It's just really important. You know, so I'm going to presume they're in their 60s or whatever. We're still young enough to enjoy. What do you want to do? Mm. Because I'm not taking on another job of minding you. Yeah. Let's do some stuff together. But mind yourself. See, that's important as well. Let's do some stuff together. Well, that's, your that's your big question, Alison, is does she want to do <laughs> stuff together? But that's the feeling that the dynamic I'm getting is that she doesn't want to mind anyone else now. And like when relationships fall into that she's like, if, if she's being kind of like she's been the mother and she feels like he's a burden upon her, it's that question. I want, like, where's the fun? Yeah. yeah. What, what things can they do together or... Does she want that? That's, that's, yeah. yeah. And she has to ask herself that question because yeah. there are loads of things to do. Yes. You know, from dancing to bulls to golf to hiking to, you know, the list is endless yeah. really. Uh, and now you've time to do those things. And and you can put a day aside or two days aside for your piano and your yoga and all that sort totally. of thing. And he should be encouraged to get some uh, hobbies and... For for himself yes. as well, mm. just to, because otherwise men collapse. I, I read a book called Changing Gear. Mm. Um, and it's written by two English people who've worked in recruitment and HR for years and it's about retiring and the steps you need to take and one of the things that came up over and over again in the case studies was volunteering oh wow big time volunteering hugely important love Uh, that push the wealth of your wisdom experience knowledge professionally and personally to good use mentor other people that's 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 it, yeah. Uh, so there, hopefully it works out um, for both of you. Now, um, uh, th- this is sort of at the other end of a relationship, I suppose. My husband bought uh, a new bike, but has become obsessive about it. Uh, when we met 10 years ago, he did a bit of running and cycling. And when we had our first child, he started back doing 10Ks and eventually marathons. But last summer, he got a new bike and has taken to going off on long, long, long cycles at the weekend. Uh, when he's not cycling, he's out running and our family spends a lot of evenings and weekends without him. Uh, I feel like a single parent a lot of the time. I don't want him to give up his hobbies, but I just feel like the time they're taking is a bit selfish of him. I probably get to go to the gym about once a month and rarely see my friends. I don't think it's a competition, but I just think there's a lack of balance and I'm worried that he's going to miss out on his family growing up. So I see this a lot. I see it at work. Um, I've answered this question about seven times in my column. There's obviously, you know, it because cycling actually has become so popular in Ireland mm. and it's such an amazing um, thing to do. However, the time element of it seems to cause, and, and it makes sense here, and the fact that she feels like a single parent. And it's not just, the sadness isn't just for herself, it's that he's missing out that time and those experiences with the kids as well. So I'm getting, like, she's saying it here, she feels lonely and that he's missing out and mm. she's missing him as well. So I don't feel or hear any competition either. But like if he's getting out every weekend, every evening and she gets to the gym once a month, there's something seriously wrong here. So the diary has to be pulled out, the calendar needs to be put on the table and the discussion needs to be had saying, look, I'd like to schedule in some time. I know that psych is very important to you, but we need to find some time for the family and for us. Yeah. I, and you see, the response is... It's not as if I'm off out drinking with the lads. Yes. <laughs> Just because it's a healthy pursuit, people think that they have a get out of jail card. And yeah. That's, yeah. that's not the case. 
because it's taking you away from your partner and and your family. And again, I suppose when I read this, I was just like, there, there's obviously a couple of kids under 10 years of age. Yeah. And so that they need their dad. They need family time. And either he's avoiding them mm. or, and so living some kind of Peter Pan fight against whatever ageing kind of thing. I lost that one years ago. <laughs> or else he doesn't realise. And this is where that mm. conversation that Alison's inviting is so important. Because I miss you. I'm on my own. Yeah. You've let me carry the load. If you don't do the job, then I have to do And then he might wake up. And again, like Alison says... Having the diary out the chair, and then you see what happens. Mm. It makes a difference. You see, from my personal experience, because I've run a few miles, did a bit of cycling. As well. <laughs> cycling takes up an awful lot of time. It does because yes. to do to it do does. a good cycle, you're talking about four hours, mm. right? That's that's the first thing. Uh, I used to cod myself and lie to myself that training for a marathon was fine because sure you're only doing a three hour run, but you do a three hour run and then you come home and you're worth nothing. You're, yeah, you're collapsed on the couch. You know, so one of the considerations when I stopped doing marathons was it's not fair on, on, on the, and I'm not, you know, polishing yeah. my hail or anything like that, but, but I wasn't having time with the family. And when I was there, I wasn't available because I was knackered, you know. so That, that point about how you were afterwards is really, really important yeah. because you would be so physically yeah. depleted and, and mentally as well because it's it's mental as well. Um, the problem is if they have this conversation and he says, well, this is what I do for myself, then you have another problem. Yeah. But the conversation has to be had in the first place. From a so you think, Ray, he j- just may not be aware. He may not be aware. And so bring it to his awareness and talk about it. Okay. Um, right, we've two minutes. Um, I, I'm quite an introvert person by nature and I've started a new job in the last few months. I'm finding it hard to break into the inner circle of my co-workers who seem to get on famously well. I tried to put it down uh, to me being new, but a new woman started two weeks ago and is already being invited to the Friday lunches and nights out that seems so elusive to me. I've tried finding a common ground with my workers, but they don't seem to want me uh, to know. They don't seem to want to know. I find myself in a lot of polite conversations where a lot of polite head nodding happens, uh, but that's it. I, I moved for this job and don't know anyone else here. I'm feeling very lonely and somewhat dejected, but I can't change my personality. Is there any advice for me? It almost, it almost can become a, a self-defeating state of mind. If you are introverted, you kind of have that kind of hesitation, lack of confidence or self-esteem about yourself. Um, I'm curious whether they're male or female because they're comparing themselves to the new woman who started in the work. If they're male, sometimes gender can influence how people socialise. If you're female, I can understand why you're kind of, well, how come her and not me? Be brave. In the same way that you took the courage to write this one, just go up to someone and kind of go, is anyone going for lunch on Friday? And see what happens. Alison. So, does she like them? Does she actually like the people? Because sometimes we try and fit in with people who maybe aren't our people. So is there anyone else at work, even one person, who it feels a little bit more comfortable with? And I'm also agreeing with um, Ray and, you know, in terms of actually socially, you definitely have to take risks. And just because someone's introvert doesn't, like she might, this person, he or she may not be shy, but they, you physically feel it on the inside and that what actually happens, like Ray's saying, is actually people pick that up as neuroception. Uh-huh. So if you're feeling like, oh my God, they hate me, they hate me, and then they're not inviting you, it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I would say, take a risk, but I'm going to also preface it with, do you like these people? And if not, maybe find some other people if you can. Good Even advice. one. Good advice. Uh, Ray, Alison, thank you very much. Cheers, thank you.